When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Edward Jones, a financial services firm that's built to support financial advisors so they can build and manage large and complex practices by serving their clients' needs, not outside shareholders or sales quotas, and gives financial advisors the freedom to tailor their practices to serve individual clients' unique needs. If you're looking to grow your practice with unparalleled support, it's time to meet the Edward Jones of now. Learn more at edwardjones.ca slash no more. Ventilators, surgical masks, and testing kits have become hot commodities as countries race to buy up the medical equipment needed to fight the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Emily Jackson, and you're listening to Down to Business. This week, we wanted to bring you some good news about small Canadian businesses that are stepping up to ensure we have a local supply of made-in-Canada medical gear for our frontline health workers. I spoke with two companies that have signed contracts with the federal government and are working around the clock to ramp up production of COVID-19 testing kits and ventilators. Up first is Paul Lem, chief executive of Ottawa-based Spartan Biosciences, which makes testing kits. Can you tell us about the testing product that you make at Spartan Bioscience? We have a portable DNA analyzer. So the way it works is you collect a swab from a person, you put the swab into our cartridge, put the cartridge into our device, it's about the size of a coffee cup, and then within about 30 minutes, you get your COVID-19 results. So 30 minutes seems pretty fast, especially since um, we've been talking about people waiting days for test results. Tell me, I mean, is there a layman's way to describe how this product works? Yeah, so we have a 14-year track record of making these very fast, portable DNA analyzers. So we have other tests, for example, for precision medicine for heart attack patients and another test for water safety testing. And so we've managed to develop this technology that produces this DNA detection chemistry extremely quickly. And so that's how we're able to give results so fast. What made you get into this business in the first place? So we've been monitoring the COVID-19 situation around the world for the last several months. So I'm a medical doctor by training. My specialty was infectious disease and microbiology. And for years, myself and my colleagues, we've known that one day there would be a global pandemic. And this is the one. And so as we were monitoring it, we realized that there's going to be a need for very fast, portable testing. Because right now, those samples are sent to a lab, it takes time to ship them, and they have to run all these samples together and then report back the results. It just takes too long. And so then we started working on this portable COVID-19 test, and we will be launching it within a few weeks. Now, the government has placed an order for your tests, I believe. Tell me a bit about what's going on there. So we've been working very closely with the government. So Prime Minister Trudeau announced a letter of intent with our company, I think about a little over a week ago. And then since then, we've been ramping up our supply chain and working very closely with Health Canada to get emergency approval on our test. How many devices do you plan to make? Uh, We're planning to make many thousands of devices and many hundreds of thousands of tests per week. So the test is kind of like a separate strip that goes into the different device, correct? Yes, think of it like a blood glucose meter. So in a blood glucose meter, you have the portable device. And then anytime you want to check your blood glucose, you have that little test strip. It's single use and disposable. So our portable DNA analyzer is the same sort of thing. Device the size of a coffee cup. And then we have these single use cartridges that are about the size of a quarter. 
how accurate is the testing? I think that is one of the questions people have. You know, how can we ensure that we're not getting false positives or probably worse, false negatives? Our test is of extremely high accuracy because we're taking the CDC's published COVID-19 test, which their performance specifications are about 100% accuracy. And we're simply taking the CDC's validated published test and putting it onto our device. How long does it take you to make these things? So it takes, I'd say, weeks to actually port over the CDC's COVID-19 test onto our device and then in terms of ramping up manufacturing. So we're already able to make tens of thousands of tests per week and now we're getting ready to ramp up to hundreds of thousands of tests. And what, what does the manufacturing process entail? I know there have been a lot of questions about supply chains throughout this pandemic, just as equipment becomes more difficult to get, materials become more difficult to get from places like China, for instance, given some transportation shortages. I'm wondering what's, what's your manufacturing process like and where will you be making these products? There's a global shortage of the swabs that are used to collect the samples. So I think the big advantage of our company, Spartan Bioscience, is we actually manufacture our swabs and our test cartridges here in Ottawa. And so our supply chain, our manufacturers are here. And so we're not subject to the same global shortages that you're reading about. So you make the products in Ottawa. How many people do you employ at your company? Uh, we are about 70 people right now, and we are aggressively hiring where we're going to double the size of our company, I think, within a few weeks. Wow. So, I, I mean, it's it's a good news story. It's a good a good business story. What, what are some of the challenges that you're facing as you have to ramp up production here? The biggest challenge is definitely hiring people, getting them trained up, and then scaling up our manufacturing. Because normally, we would have many, many months to actually do this sort of scale up. And now we're trying to compress that all into the space of a few weeks. What are some of the scale up challenges? Is it a, a matter of financing or with the federal government order? Is there enough cash on the table there that you can get this done fairly quickly? The government has been really good in getting us financing and also working with us on orders. And now it's simply a matter of ramping up the supply chain, placing orders for, for example, robotic automation equipment. More, uh, They're called molds that actually spit out the plastic parts. Okay. So it's about getting those actual parts that can, that can make this test faster or on a larger scale. Exactly. So you can imagine when these swabs are made or when these test cartridges are made, they're pieces of plastic and those plastic parts actually come out of something called a mold. So now we need to quickly create many, many of these molds so they can all be run in parallel and start spitting out plastic parts all around the clock. Where will these devices be used once, um, once they're off the production line? And how long will that take, do you think? So we're designing our portable DNA analyzers. It's always been designed to be used by non-technical people in settings such as buildings, pharmacies, doctor's offices. Thinking for COVID-19, it'll also be deployed at places like border crossings, airports, remote communities, that sort of thing. Right. So uh, sort of by, by health authorities or border officials, that kind of thing? Yes. You can imagine if you live, let's say, right downtown Toronto, you have access to those big hospital labs where they have mainframe DNA analyzers. But if you're outside of a major city, for example, like a border crossing or an airport or a remote community, you don't have access to those remote DNA or those mainframe DNA analyzers and the highly technical people to run it. So that's where you're going to need portable DNA analyzers. Now, I, I know you're a doctor by training. How did you get into manufacturing? What was the first time you decided to switch gears and start a business? So I became a biotech entrepreneur almost 20 years ago. 
ago. And one of the things that made me make the move from medicine is I realized that if I continue a medical career, I might be able to see 10,000, maybe 20,000 patients over my entire career. But if I became a biotech entrepreneur and invented new medical devices and they were successful, there's a potential to reach millions of people per year and impact their lives. And so that's why I started building biotech companies. And the company I was at before Spartan Bioscience, so I was the vice president of product at a company called DNA Genotech here in Ottawa. And I'm the co-inventor of the spit cup that's used by 23andMe, Ancestry.com, and thousands of other companies and labs around the world. So that's where I got my first taste of what it's like to scale up manufacturing of a product that's used by millions of people. Paul, it's um, it's really great to hear that we can have a made in Canada solution to the testing problem. And I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. I know you're a busy guy right now. Oh, it's definitely my pleasure. And I think you're highlighting something that's very important, that it's a made in Canada solution, because we're hearing from countries around the world that the other countries are actually locking down the supply of their domestic manufacturers of these DNA analyzers. And so it's important to diversify our supply chain so that Canada doesn't get locked out. Are you getting requests from other countries to make some of these tests? Yes, there's all sorts of countries, all sorts of corporations from around the world that are contacting us literally every day trying to get access to our supply. There's a global shortage. How are you prioritizing that? And this is where I think credit to the government of Canada. They've worked very closely with us and very quickly where they know that we want to prioritize Canada. I mean, we want to support Canadians. We're a Canadian company. And so they've managed to uh, work on these orders with us where we can actually ramp up in Canada and give our supply to Canada. How much do these tests cost? Because there are volume purchases with the government, our technology is much cheaper than any of our competitors. Any dollar figure on that? Uh, no, it, it all depends on, on volume. So each deal that we do is different. Right. Okay. And best case scenario, how soon are Canadians going to be seeing these testing devices used in the places you described? Uh, we're planning to ship out our first products within a few weeks. Paul, thank you again. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Paul Lem, CEO of Spartan Bioscience. Next up is Leslie Goldie, the chief executive of Toronto-based Thornhill Medical. Thornhill makes life support ventilator units, rugged, portable devices originally designed for military use in field hospitals or in patient transport. Thornhill has partnered with Guelph-based auto parts giant Linamar to scale up production. Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit about the product that you will be making. So our product is called Move SLC and it's a compact, portable, self-contained device that provides all of the crucial functions available in a modern intensive care ICU. And the, the portable ICU provides much needed life-saving capacity, essentially enabling healthcare providers to maintain uninterrupted ICU level care anywhere in the hospital and to continue with the, the same level of care during transport. So not only is it a ventilator, but it has the entire capability of an ICU room. What inspired you to make this product in the first place? Can you tell me a bit about how it got developed? It was uh, developed when our founder, uh, Dr. Fisher, and some of his uh, colleagues, scientists and uh, engineers, um, were asked to solve a specific problem you know, around mobile medical emergency. And this was the, the outcome, wanting to uh, figure out a way to remove oxygen out of um, patient transport on the battlefield. So this was developed to facilitate patient transport and provide this wonderful compact self-contained, uh, you know, contained ICU that also included ventilation. And it's flexible, it's portable, it can be used in many environments. 
and um, you know, it just provides essential life-saving capacity in, uh, to facilitate the health care that people need. Now, as I understand it, it has your customers so far have been mostly military, correct? That's correct, yes. So what's the, you know, the appeal of using this military product in a more um, civilian situation? Well, the primary customers were military, but they were actually used in hospitals in the military. So they were used in primary care as well as in the field. So within the the current environment, the appeal is, I think, just as I said, it's not just more than a ventilator. It is a self-contained device and it's extremely flexible and provides multiple different solutions in very extreme conditions. So one of its particular uses is, for example, ICU surge. So if hospitals are filled with to capacity and they need to deliver really important life-saving care to patients, they can use the portable ICU, they can attach it to a stretcher and provide care to a patient um, in any environment. So it just provides a lot of flexible solutions for patient overflow and literally care can be provided in a hallway. You know, if field hospitals hospitals have to be set up um, outside a, a normal hospital environment, that can be done. So it provides really um, extraordinary flexibility and capability in extraordinary circumstances, such as we are facing now with, you know, facing and trying to correct uh, COVID-19. So the federal government has placed an order with your company now. What does this mean for your manufacturing process? You know, tell me a bit about what needs to get done to get these ventilators out the door. So we are extremely pleased to announce that we have partnered with a global manufacturing company, Linamar, uh, which has its headquarters based in Guelph. And uh, this partnership has enabled us to increase our production capacity and uh, meet the requirements of the federal government. Walk me through how complicated it is to produce one of these ventilators. You know, how long does it typically take? How many parts are involved? And what goes into this? Well, I I think the, the important thing to remember is that we are already in market with this, this product. And as we talked about earlier, that we have customers around the world. So what that has enabled us to do is realistically scale on a fairly short time frame because we have all the, the elements in place to facilitate a partnership in short order. So even though it's a very complicated product with with numerous um, components. The fact that we are partnering with an organization such as Linamar with its superior supply chain capability, its ability to scale and manufacturing facilities in close proximity to Toronto uh, will really enable us to scale rapidly and uh, get these products to the Canadian population as soon as we are able. When it comes to supply chains, that's been a big question we've been talking about recently and just the ability to get the parts you need in order to make products, not only for ventilators, but for, you know, for a variety, a variety of things across the manufacturing sector. Obviously, partnering with Linamar, as you said, gives you access to their supply chain. I'm wondering what are challenges you foresee as as you scale up? Is there a particular thing that you need or a particular thing that could be difficult to get? Well, you know, we'll do our best to get the ventilators to market as soon as possible. Um, normally it takes weeks, but uh, during this, this, unprecedented, this unprecedented time and with the support of our partners, we know we, we hope we can do better. But we have, we had initiated our own supply chain efforts 
last week, and uh, I feel very confident that having Lenamar on board, we will be able to address any problem that we may face just because of the huge depth and breadth of their capabilities and the size of their organization. So how long, best case scenario, to get these ventilators to the Canadian medical professionals that can be using them? You know, we'll be doing this as quickly as possible and we're working with the, some of the best people, you know, in our country to enable that. So we will be doing it as fast as we can to get it to the Canadian people as fast as we can. Well, I mean, it's really hard to, it's really hard to talk in specifics. So we will be um, sending, delivering some units. Um, as soon as next week, and then with the uh, the ramp up and working with Lanampar, you know, we'll we'll be cascading out the other requirements as soon as we possibly can. Now, th- these ventilators you guys make these are these are kind of like the the gold standard ventilators. You know, it's not just a ventilator, as you said. They come with other critical care applications as well. I'm wondering if you could address, you know, how how much do these cost, and what how does this work from a cost perspective? I think the important thing to realize is that this really is a unique device and it is a self-contained ICU. So I think it's important to focus on the the self-containment and the unique um, capability that it provides, uh, you know, again, compared to just a standalone ventilator and flexibility that it provides to healthcare providers. When it comes to demand for your product, are you getting calls from not just the federal government here in Canada, but have you heard from people around the world? Uh, yes, there has there's definitely there's been a lot of interest from around the world. How do you prioritize requests like that? Well, we're just in discussions with um, all of these interested parties, but there's nothing firm at this stage. So we have firm orders from the Ontario government and the Canadian government. So those, those um, will be the orders that we will be delivering immediately. Now, do, do you guys have to hire more people to for production or? Uh, yes. You know, in the last uh, week, we've added uh, 25% headcount to our workforce to, to facilitate the immediate scale-up and ensure that we can address not only production ca- capacity, but engineering, quality, and customer service. So we've had to be very nimble and act fast to uh, enable not just servicing the the short-term deliveries, but in order to facilitate an orderly transfer um, to the the, the manufacturing partner as well. Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's it's nice to hear a good news story about a Canadian manufacturer in the times of this pandemic. So I really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Uh, I think we're in good hands. So uh, I look forward to delivering these products to Canadians as soon as possible. That was Leslie Goldie, CEO of Thornhill Medical. Thank you so much for listening to Down to Business this week. A big thank you to our team, music and production by Bryce Hall, editing by Yudula Hussain, and web support by Pamela Heaven. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and rate us on your podcast app. I'm Emily Jackson, and until next week, I hope you stay healthy, and if you can, stay home. You can still get all your business news at financialpost.com.